Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Perano. Today's guest is an assistant coach from Minnesota State Mankato University, Tyler Slick. We talk hoops, knowledge, basketball, passion. Let's dive right in. So, Tyler Slick, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, man. I uh, appreciate you uh, asking me to be on, and uh, can't wait to uh, can't wait to dive in here and talk some hoops and uh, kind of get after it. I appreciate you having me on. Right on, brother. Hey, uh, so let's do a first. Let's do a quick background of you so that people aren't sure of um, who you are and what you're about. So, where did you grow up? Um, what sports did you play? And what high school did you go to? Yeah, uh, so I'm from Prior Lake, Minnesota. It's uh, probably 15-20 minutes from the Minneapolis area. Um, I went to Prior Lake High School. I played basketball and football there for four years. Um, graduated in 2012, and then I went on to uh, Minnesota State University in Mankato for my undergrad degree, um, and kind of uh, get into the, uh, the, the the sports world since then, and get involved in coaching and kind of in a, a, a journey uh, from then. Okay, so so obviously you played basketball in high school, you played football. Basketball was more of your uh, passion. Uh, so you, you go to college, you uh, Minnesota State, Mankato, um, you get your degree and now you go into an internship there and then now you are a coach there. But before you became a coach there, um, you were coaching at the D3 level, right, and a D2 for high school, and you also won a high school championship, right, for the state of Minneapolis? Yep, uh, so when I uh, when I went to Minnesota State University uh, for my undergrad, I was, uh, I, I wanted to get in basketball right away, and um, I started out at the high school level for two years, and um from there, I was able to get a, a Division three assistant coaching job at Bethany Lutheran College, which is in Mankato, uh, a, a small Division three school uh, there as well. I um, was there for two years, uh, very fortunate for the opportunity that I got there. And after that, I was, um, I was able to hop on board at Minneapolis North High School, which is in, uh, which is in Minneapolis, um, and we had, went 32-2. and two. Uh, we won a high school state championship uh, last year when I was there, um, and now I got the, the opportunity to join the staff at Minnesota State at Cato, uh, the Division Two level, um, and just been very fortunate um, for, for the journey I've had, the people I've been able to, to meet and um, uh, win, win a bunch of games, obviously, at Minneapolis North, and be able to get back into the college game and kind of spread my knowledge and learn from some great coaches there. Uh, at Mankato, like uh, Coach Matt Morgan Saylor, uh, Mike Shot, and Pat Garvin. So very fortunate for the opportunity they gave me and just trying to learn every day. Wow, man, that's great. Now, what was the transition from high school to college? Was it a big transition in the coaching realm? Were you nervous? Or were, did you have like that confidence that you were like, okay, I, I, I got this, I know what I'm doing? How was that? Yeah, it was, I mean, when I started coaching at 18 years old at the high school level, um, you always get a little nervous just because you know, I'm only 18 and these guys are 
uh, one, two, maybe two years younger than I am, and that even happened when I jumped to the college level. It was, all right, I'm, I'm three, two, maybe the same age as some of these guys. And, um, I was, I'm always confident in my abilities to teach the game and be able to motivate players and help them reach their full potential. Um, but, yeah, a little nervousness, just um, trying to make, make a name for myself and try to show people that I'm worth what I am, being only 24 years old. And um, so I'm always nervous, but once you uh, kind of get around the guys and get to the college level, you uh, kind of get some credibility, per se, and just trying to live up to that and be the best I can every day. And um, hopefully people can learn something from me and kind of move forward. That's, that's awesome. Now, I know that... Um... Let's. We're gonna jump ship really quick and, and get into another part before we go back to your college um, and where you're at right now. Um, but I do know that uh, you know, like in the off season, you do a lot of work with Gannon Baker. You did a lot of work with his uh, NBA pre-draft. Um, I was very fortunate that Gannon uh, invited myself out and my main man uh, Ryan Rizuki out there. Um, we we were had the pleasure of working um, with some pre-drafts with you this summer. Um, but you're also working on his online program. Um, you've also done multiple camps all over the United States, like Duke, Iowa, Creighton. Uh, how was that? You've worked at Jordan camp. How, how was that? I mean, how, how was that journey of basketball besides being in college? Yeah, I mean, being able to uh, meet you and Ryan um, down there in Florida and work with Gannon Baker and work with me high able to do some NBA pre-draft stuff, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, learning from those guys, trying to soak it all in at the same time, and um, being able to do that as well as still work for Gannon up, up in Minneapolis and do some online stuff for him and um, getting stuff for his videos ready, cutting up film for him and uh, making sure he has the, his videos all out there for, the, for his business and the best product he has. Very fortunate, like you said, for the opportunity to meet you guys and get down there. Being able to work all these camps, I mean, when I started out, like I said, when I was 18, my goal was to coach college, and my goal was to uh, to get out there. So get to all these camps like Duke and uh, Creighton and Iowa and University of Minnesota, um, being able to do all those camps and make those connections was huge for me. You know, I didn't I didn't play college basketball. Um, I don't have that pedigree, which a lot of guys do when they when they get into college coaching. So I work even harder, and I still have to to uh, to make a name for myself and um, being able to travel the world and do that and coach basketball and go to camps uh, is phenomenal because you get to learn um, what everyone else does, you get to meet different people like I said and it, it, it changes your landscape from college coaching um, especially during the season when you have the off season to kind of do what you want besides recruiting and um, so that was huge for me, um, it was a great opportunity to do that and um, doing some other camps as well but I mean being able to get my foot in the door as many places as I can is huge. Uh, like I said, just so I can get out there and show, show people what I'm worth and continuing to grind every day, whether it's camps or stuff with like Gannon Baker. Um, so extremely fortunate for those opportunities and excited to keep working with Gannon and hopefully get to more camps in the future here and keep uh, keep moving that needle and uh, keep challenging myself to be better be better every day. Yeah, I mean, I you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I also travel and and work camps with all kinds of people such as Gannon and uh, trying to get my name out there and and working with Jordan Lawley and uh, Ryan Rizuki um so yeah that's huge we've worked with Devin Williams uh so I dude I totally get that I I 
I definitely get the part with the networking. It's it's huge. Um, so when you when you're doing these camps um, or you're just being a so-called skill trainer, uh, do you focus more on the like the conditioning side of it or straight skill work only, um, or do you do a lot of like film work with these guys with like their IQ? Um, what do you like to stick with, or do you do a multiple of everything? Do you do it all? Yeah, I mean, I like to. Uh, I think conditioning is huge. I know we've talked about that a bunch of times in previous conversations. I think that's huge. So I like to. I like to take that and mix that with some skill training. Um, I've been very fortunate to be a skills trainer for some D League players and some Division One guys that are currently playing at the D One level. And um, being able to make it as game like as possible is huge. Uh, so putting them in situations where uh, they have to come off ball screens or different shooting exercises, ball handling drills that will make it as, as game like as possible and what everyone wants. Because they want to improve their skills from day to day, but not just do it with out of game simulation because at the end of the day you have to do it in a game to get paid to, to make your next step to get that scholarship whatever it may be um so i try to focus a lot on the skills training and make it as game-like as possible and then from there i like to break things down and i'll show different clips of what we did or what i like to do and how i can best help that athlete or um, multiple athletes whoever i'm working with try to reach that next potential um and, and it's, it's been unbelievable um being able to do these skill workouts and travel and be able to get, get with athletes and, and improve them every single day. It's something that, that I love to do, and I love being on the close guys. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a humbling experience being able to help these athletes that, I've never, that I never thought I would be doing in a million years and um, growing and being um, the best coach I can just to help these guys get to their dreams. Wow, yeah. I mean... I look at it also, and I, I tell players all the time, wherever I go, you know, if, if you're not well conditioned, um, everything that we're we're doing in this gym right now, whether we're coming off pick and rolls, we're coming off flare screens, um, everything we're working on, it's it's for nothing. Because if you can't have your legs within the last eight minutes of the game. Well, guess what? If your shot's flat, you're slow, you're in first or second gear, and you're not in fifth gear, you're going to get pulled out. So I, I definitely uh, push and push that that conditioning side of the game. Like, I love to do that conditioning side. So is that something that you guys do a lot of, or do you also do that right now with your college boys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we do it right now with our college boys. Uh as the season just started here uh, on Sunday and trying to get them in the best shape possible. Um, obviously, at the Division two level, we get so many hours in the preseason to work with them, which is phenomenal because we can um, put some things in and they can do conditioning and all that good stuff, which is huge for us. Um, so being able to do conditioning in the preseason and the offseason and translate that into the, in the real season that, that we're in right now is huge. Uh, and I, I like to give the analogy that you know, everyone, everyone has a bunch of juice and a bunch of motivation before the game when the ball gets tipped. But when you start missing shots and you turn the ball over and adversity hits and you get tired, that's when you really need that mental part of the game to kick in. You know, I like to, I like to think of it um, as using 40%, right? So you, you work your butt off, you're getting tired, you're sweating, you're working, and you've only reached 40% of your max potential. But the biggest thing players don't understand is 
it's all mental. Right. Your body's gonna shut down before your, your body's gonna shut down before your brain does. So if you can if you can capture the mental part of the game and know that you know I, I can't show my weakness, I can't show that I'm tired. And, and, and players like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, are phenomenal at it because they don't get too high or too low, and, and no one knows if they're tired or not. And being able to work and work and work and capture that mental mindset of the game is huge. No matter what, if it's conditioning, shooting, whatever it may be, once you get that mental side down. The conditioning stuff will come, and it's huge. I mean, it's something that you have to work on every day. It's you can't take days off, um, and, and it's it's something that'll take you to the next level. I like to use the, uh, the, the analogy of I have to always ask players after practice or after skill workouts. You know, I look at them, I go, "Are you the hardest worker in the gym right now?" I checked it. Okay, are you the hardest worker in the state right now? Are you the hardest worker in the country right now? You know, breaking it down like that because there's always guys that are working hard. And you want to make sure you're working harder than those guys and harder than the next guys. Because at the end of the day, once you take that day off, once you don't condition and once you don't get that skill workout in, whatever it may be, then someone might pass you. So you have to come every single day with a hungry mindset to, to want to get better, to want to work out, to want to get better condition, conditioning-wise. And it's, it's huge. I mean, it's going to help us this year at the college level win games in the second half. Um, it's going to help high school teams win games in the second half, and it's you're going to see it in the NBA. You're going to see it all over the college game this year. The best teams that win is because they're strong mentally and they're conditioned, and that's what it comes down to. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, what what do you do about this mindset of players coming in now that played AAU and really all they were pumped with was games, games, games. Um, maybe not enough skill training, not enough conditioning. Um, what, what do you tell um, players like that right now, parents like that, or how do you get a player that you guys have at your program out of that mindset? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because the system that we have right now with AAU is you get to play 30, 40 games of spring and summer, and, and kids love that. And I think it's phenomenal being able to play games, but they also have to realize that, man, you might not be playing you might not be playing every single second of each game because you have subs, things like adversity they'll come in a game and you'll get taken out. And you won't always have the ball in your hands because you have nine other guys on the court. So I think it's huge to get in the gym and get skill condition, skill workouts in, get conditioning in. And when when you when you perfect that side of your game and get that skill training in, then once you step on the court in AAU or at the college level during your high school season or whatever it is, you can be that much better. And it, it doesn't matter if play 40 games a year because the coaches may not be there. Once you start putting up the numbers and if, and if you do well enough in your season and you just focus on the skill training of what you have to do, then guys are going to come. Then coaches are going to come. Then, then you'll get that scholarship to the next level. And, and it's all going to work out. But it's hard because people want to play 30, 40 games and they don't truly see what is really happening in those 40 games with other guys on their teams and the time that they have the ball. and So it's a systematic flaw, but once you realize that skill workouts and skill training are huge and that can help you get to the next level, then that will increase your value and increase your likelihood of playing at that next level, uh, whether it's college or professional. Right. Now, okay, so you're at your college right now, and what is your duties, you know, obviously as an assistant coach, and how do you make your head coach's job easier for him? Like, what do you do to make his job easier? Yeah, so, 
my bad. I just no. I just want I wanted to know what what do you do to make his job easy? Okay. Yeah. So uh, some of the duties that I do at Mankato State or Minnesota State Mankato, excuse me. Um, I help out with uh, all the skill workouts that we did in the preseason, um, all the on-court coaching and practicing, uh, all the film edits that we do. We cut up each practice and we, we get exactly what we want to get filmed and so we can show our guys and the coaches can watch. And, um, you know, to do that as well as assist with anything academically that, that players can help with, whether it's study hall um, and, and getting my foot in on some recruiting when, when it's possible is huge. Um, and being able to do some of that stuff and throw different ideas at, at coach, helping him out as much as I can is, is, is what, I, what, what I have to do to make his job easier. Obviously, Coach Shine and Coach Garvin do a great job in their roles, and uh, I think we, look, we work really well together. Um, so any added value I can bring every day to those guys, help Coach Marcus do his job, um, to, to make things easier for him is, is all that I strive to do. Uh, bring energy and practice. Um, uh, have co- have championship conversations. Uh, give a lot of high fives, a lot of touches. Bring a lot of positive vibes. Um, that's huge. I mean, because no matter what your role is, you can always bring energy. You can always you can always bring it on the court, and that's what I try to do. And um, and it, it seems to uh, it seems to be paying off for our practices and our workouts. And, um, Sustain that for the for the, for the entire season, and great things will come for us. Oh man, love that! I mean, I, I'm the same way. I go into Jordan Lawley's facility, or I go to a skills training with Ryan Rizuki, and I'm constantly like a ball of energy, nothing but positive feedback. High fives are free, like you said, you know. So that's awesome. Hats off to you. Where do you see yourself in the next? 10 years man yeah 10 years um i hope to be a full-time uh, college basketball coach uh, pr- uh probably an assistant coach honestly it doesn't matter what level i'm at um as long as i can help make a difference and, and improve a program wherever i am and um help kids get to their dreams that'd be huge for me um I, i'm also uh, very big in my core values and my family and uh, i'm not putting my watch away for the job so helping out um hopefully have some significant other in my life um, at that time as well and um, just just continue to coach the college game and do things differently and be uncommon and um, and yeah I mean that's that's the biggest thing I guess is get that get a full-time assistant job at the college level and continue to train guys and uh, do what I can do to uh, help the program wherever I'm at and uh, make the make the biggest difference um, that I can cool.